Welcome to Lectionary Living, a way of centering around the Sunday readings and applying the scriptures to everyday life. I'm Barbara Lehman, author and host. Today I'll talk about the readings for Sunday, January 17th. Today's Samuel reading is one of my favorites. A little background. As 1 Samuel opens, a childless woman named Hannah is at the temple in Shiloh praying for a son. The priest, Eli, noticing her intense praying, first thinks that she's been drinking. Hannah makes it clear that not only is she sober, but also she is intent on serving God. She tells Eli that if she has a son, she will give him to the Lord's service. When Hannah gets pregnant, she praises the Lord in words picked up hundreds of years later in Mary's Magnificat. When she has a son, she dedicates his life to God's work. She takes care of him as a baby and toddler, bringing him to Eli as a boy. Annually, she makes the trip to Shiloh to give thanks and, I'm guessing, to check on her son. In contrast to Hannah's son, who is growing up in stature and favor with the Lord and with people, Eli's sons are not doing so well. Right before today's scripture opens, Eli has had a visit from an unnamed person who warns him that his godless children will be utterly destroyed. By this time, Eli is an old man and his eyesight was poor. Samuel apparently slept nearby to attend to him. One night, Samuel hears a voice calling him. He goes to Eli, who says he did not call him. This happens three times. On the third time, Eli catches on. It is the Lord's voice. Eli coaches Samuel. If you hear it again, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Eli's responsibility to Samuel, and to his mother for that matter, was to bring him to this point. To raise up a person who could serve the Lord was his task. Part of the work at this point was for Eli to step down. As the person to whom the Lord had spoken in the past, it might have been a hard thing to be on the outside of what one might describe as privileged communication. It seems that Eli had once been favored with these kinds of chats in the night, let's call it. But now it was Samuel's turn. There was one more piece before Eli's job was done. Samuel still had to learn what to do with a vision from the Lord. In this case, Samuel is afraid to tell Eli, as the news is basically a repeat of the warning that Eli's kids are in big trouble. Eli, anticipating that the news might be difficult, warns Samuel to tell him the whole truth and withhold nothing. Avoiding deceit, a.k.a. telling the truth, is hard to do. Under pressure, it's often the first thing to go. Jesus, in the Gospel reading, seemed happy simply to see one person in whom there was no guile. What makes the truth so important is its capacity to provide a broader view of reality. What makes it so rare seems to be an incapacity to be interested in gaining perspective. It's easier to lie, both to oneself and to others. When Samuel tells Eli what the Lord had said, Eli answers, It is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. It seems to me that Eli taught Samuel two lessons that day. 
The first was that the word of the Lord, the truth, let's call it, was a message to be shared, not held in secret. The second was how a mature person responds to the truth. Assimilating bad news requires emotional self-regulation. Samuel would have had many opportunities to speak the truth to others over his life. Sometimes it would be difficult news, but now he knew what to look for. An acceptance of the message and a tad of curiosity around how this would work out for the good. How each of us shares what we know, along with how each of us listens, forms one's perspective. It's a lesson not just for Samuel, but for all of us. Here are some questions to reflect on this week. I use these to focus on what I'm trying to do with my life. After the questions, I'll close with a verse from the Psalm for the week. In the morning, Where might I hold back the truth today? How can I find a way to share it? In the evening, when was it hard to hear another person's point of view? How did I do with emotional self-regulation? Psalm 139, verse 1. O Lord, you have searched me and known me.